0: You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. and here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Name the tune.
1: Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> theme <of> <laughs> <laughs> no, to Westworld.
0: Correct. No, the theme to Westworld's much better. I, don't, I couldn't hum the thing to Westworld. I can't think of it.
1: Oh, I love that song. Ding, I love that ding, song. Ding, ding, Play it ding. at the end. That's not the before the after the show du, discussion. Du, du,
0: du, 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 du,
1: du. That's close. That's close. The before the after the show discussion today du, is all about the audio. Because next weekend, this coming weekend, I'll be taking my first wedding photos at a real wedding for my best friend's daughter. No pressure.
0: My best friend's wedding.
1: My <laughs> best friend's daughter's wedding. I have worked basically I have worked on this project since February. January she asked me. February I bought the first camera. I now have two Nikon DSLRs. I have bought a sound recorder. I have an action camera. I have lights. I have flashes. I have flash remote controls i have camera remotes i have cables
0: galore i have you batteries you have lcd monitor that goes on top of a camera
1: i do i mean i've got my own mini traveling studio and i do think i can get it all in the suitcase except for the stand the light stands and the tripod but whatever so that's what we were discussing before the audio recording the audio on this little tascam um thingy so if Tascam's listening and they want to give me some free audio equipment for future weddings because i'm sure i'll be great at it for the for the wedding video um that would be awesome but that was really the whole discussion so i doubt if it's that interesting i'm interested i know you are you'll be my sound man after i get home with all the footage (laughs) and then we'll be like it sucks oh my god let's do it again (laughs) do it over
0: All right, so this is uh, After the Show. We are a movie review podcast, and we review a movie every week. And this is episode number 548 for the weekend of Saturday, September the 15th. That's not... that's right. (laughs) The movie we're looking at this week is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It's a 2018 movie. Releases on Blu-ray and 4K from Universal on September the 18th. So about a week away. It's a bit of an early review. It's PG-13, and our friends at Universal sent us a copy for review. Sid Talk Give us the synopsis of Jurassic no. World Fallen Kingdom.
1: No. It's, you know, people and dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, come on. People remade dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat people. Nice. Pretty basic. I mean, let's be honest. And it's about, there's some greed, and there's some, you know...
0: It's the old, it's the Jurassic park formula
1: yeah genetic modifications and cloning let's just throw that in there
0: yes spoilers (laughs) so um yeah there will be spoilers if you've not seen this movie i don't feel
1: like you can spoil these movies unless well you're spoiling the big marvel ending because then you'd be like i'm just telling you now
0: (laughs) spoiler yeah but there could be some spot maybe you don't want Listen. I mean, if,
1: if Star-Lord dies, <gasps> no, never, in this movie.
0: Yep. Gamora dies in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, Spider-Man I we're crossing dies our in this movies, movie. We're crossing the streams. Can't cross the streams. So, um, yeah, go away, come back. If you don't care, listen. and um,
1: Who doesn't care?
0: So, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. We actually reviewed Jurassic World, the first in this trilogy, um, a couple of years ago, when it came out, and Sid talk couldn't remember a thing about it. No, and um, personally, I remember all of it, but I had a lot of pro- I had problems with it. And my issues with Jurassic World was I have always wanted to see a fully functional Jurassic Park, and then the dinosaurs go ape shit and kill all the customers. And you got to see it, kind of. It it wasn't what I expected. So I was a little bit disappointed with Jurassic World, but it was fun. It's it fun looked, to
1: see all those people get eaten.
0: Yeah, who I just came to see. for a
1: happy vacation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... You're dark. L- let's face it, that's what we want to see about Jurassic. We want to see Jurassic Park go wrong, and we want to see it happen, right? We don't want to be told about it went wrong and then see the aftermath. We want to see the part.
1: Mm, I see what you're
0: saying. And you kind of saw it, but not enough for me, because it was about a 10-minute sequence. So, that happened. And I kind of liked it, and you forgot all about it, pretty much. I did, yeah. So, that's how good it was for you. <laughs> so, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I, I, You know, I'm a fan of the original Jurassic Park movies. Not all of them. Um, the first one is, I think, a classic. Fantastic. The second one is less so, but still good. And the third one, I don't like that third one at all. I don't know about you. It's... Um,
1: With Leone?
0: Yeah. It just, that third one just felt like, and like, we're making. I like the
1: concept because now you're back at the park when it is falling apart, like really hardcore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's pretty rotten. Um, I like that. I like things that are like years later, like go back a hundred years later. Right. To like abandoned, completely abandoned and see how it's all done its thing, but we haven't Uh, had that
0: yet. And as far as Jurassic World, I'm kind of okay on it, but not, it's not, the originals, you know. So this one, I have no hope. I, I was like, eh, it's just going to be like that last one we saw. And in a year, when we're talking about the next one, you won't remember it, and I'll remember some of it. Right? So...
1: <laughs> Thanks for your faith in my <laughs> memory. Well, I'll remember less. I won't even remember that we ever
0: watched it. So I'm pleasantly surprised by this one, because I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. And, again, it's not perfect, but as far as like a summer blockbuster movie goes, um, I said to you, it's interesting the structure of this movie. Because the movie starts and it almost immediately turns into a giant CGI action movie, right? I mean, immediately. Yeah, they, they cram a see.
1: lot into that first part. Like, yeah. a lot.
0: And I looked at my watch. I don't have a watch, so I use my tablet. <laughs> um, Because we, you know.
1: It's the 21st century. Yeah.
0: There was 40 minutes, the first 40 minutes of this movie are just pure action, old school Jurassic Park, um, but with crazy CG and, you know, hundreds of dinosaurs and a volcano and all kinds, it's crazy. That's
1: all in 20 minutes.
0: 40 minutes.
1: 40 minutes, okay.
0: The first 40 minutes, and then then it cuts to a black screen, and then we get the second half, well, just over as the second half of the movie. Now, I said to you... When it went to a black screen, I said to you, I feel like I got my money's worth just watching that. That was, that was a giant Jurassic Park movie. I, I'm satisfied. And then it goes into the second half, which it almost feels like a different movie, like a secondary movie. Do you get what I'm saying? Kind of. It moves to a different location, first off.
1: I didn't feel like, like it the way you did.
0: No. Um, and I didn't like the second half as much. I I wish it was all like the first half because the second half kind of delves into the story a little bit um, and it's the same thing as always isn't it the you know I, I kind of like the concept of them selling the dinosaurs uh, have you ever seen the movie Taken where they have <laughs> that one it's like dinosaur Taken you know like the sex <laughs> like the sex trafficking thing at the end of Taken where they bring the girls into the middle really? of the room you feel
1: like end. this is like that
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just like it. I see. So intake, and this funny how it? your mind works, but yeah. I get what you're saying. They bring girls into the middle of the room, and like weird guys bid on these girls, like to buy them into the sex trafficking trade. Well, in, the, in Jurassic World, there's the they bring dinosaurs into the middle of the room, and then the he, people he, are he did bidding.
1: say it's dinosaur trafficking.
0: Yeah. So I like the concept of that, and I really like that, that scene in the big room where they were wheeling the dinosaurs in, and dinosaurs were going ape shit, and the crowd were like bidding. Oh. A million dollars. I also thought a million dollars seems a bit low. You know, these are like the only dinosaurs in existence. Wouldn't they be like hundred million dollars for? Well, a I dinosaur? mean, they
1: got to have money. They got to have <laughs> enough money to pay for it. So you're you are bad. You'd think, be the bad guy in this movie. I was movie. thinking
0: Doctor Evil at the back. Well, One million dollars. You know, with his with his finger up. But <laughs> um, it seemed low the price. But I did like, enjoy the concept of that. But the you know the second half of the movie it takes place in this mansion and it feels like a state. It almost feels, it starts to feel like a stage play. Like it's a
1: little bit It, it yeah. goes
0: smaller. The movie just turns into this. It smaller goes
1: back movie. to the original when you're inside that the, place with the sense. kitchen and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah.
0: So that it kind of lost its, um, bigness. Like it felt epic at the beginning and then all of a sudden it didn't. Now, I thought, um, mm. so we're going into the story of this and it's, you know, it's espionage and all that sort of stuff. You know, people with secrets and, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's stuff going on around this house.
1: Surprisingly, you love spoiling stuff.
0: Yeah, the, the stuff that's going around this house is like, it means it's important in the Jurassic Park overview. Like, there's stuff happening, stuff that's happened from the original all the way up to this. And you're finding about it slowly. Yeah, and it was less interesting to me than the island. I was like, oh, we don't need all these little secrets to be like leaked out to us, you know, the the guy holding the book, and oh, who's the mother? Who's the, you know, that kind of thing. I don't need all that. Yeah, I just want to see some dinosaurs like attacking (laughs) people, and then pleasantly surprised, the last thirty minutes ends up like the original Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs. Action,
1: action, action. action. Yeah,
0: lots of action. And you know, they climb up on a roof and they fight some dinosaurs and it's all pretty cool again. But there was a bit of a saggy bit in the middle where I was like, Oh, this is a bit getting a bit too bogged down with this story that it's really uncomplicated anyway. There's not really much, like you said at the yeah, beginning. Yeah,
1: it's dinosaurs eating people. It's yeah. really,
0: really simple. And the, the kind of tension they try and create with the, the story thing, with the baddie and all that kind of stuff, it's just all old school, you know, there's yep. the baddie. It's
1: Jurassic Park. Yeah. And, and I said, as soon as you see the guy, oh, and did you look up who that guy is? I bet he puts the lotion in the basket.
0: And no, the I didn't. You mean, um, <laughs> I, I called him um, Hugh Hefner. Commando yeah. Hugh Hefner.
1: <laughs> but it wasn't. It was Buffalo Bill. I'm right, telling was it? you. I think so.
0: No, it doesn't look anything like him to me. Well, I'll find out. I didn't out. realize he was...
1: I'll be on the hunt. What's his real name?
0: I have no idea. I don't you even have him down on the thing.
1: You aren't... Oh my God. You're a movie person. I got no know so,
0: um, so, it all started to fall into place towards the end. And obviously, like it's a trilogy. There's another one coming. And they really, don't you think they set the next one up really cool? Like, you want to go and see the next one at the end of this. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah, it makes, it's, if, you, if you've if you been following these two movies, and the the end of this one doesn't make you want to go and pay for the ticket for the next one, there's something wrong, because it really does, it's, I even said to you, oh, now that's the movie I want to see, that one. The third one is the movie I want to see. Because they're obviously building, it's, It starts with one thing, it gets a bit bigger, and then it's going to be huge for the next one. So I was surprised, and I liked it better than Jurassic World. I thought the humor was good. What do you think about the humor? Because it does have...
1: I mean, the humor, I think, comes from how Star-Lord acts. (laughs) You know?
0: Chris Pratt. Yeah,
1: I don't think the humor is not in the dialogue, really. It's more about how they deliver it and it was fine it wasn't too much it was a little bit like you know lots of people are gonna die so why are we still being funny all the time i have that thing that yeah. disease where i'm like reminded constantly that this is gonna be like a horrible thing for humanity so let's yuck it up you know i don't have that so but
0: i also mentioned to you that this film from the beginning feels like an old school george lucas movie and, like, it, it really does, like...
1: Yeah, definitely. It has like, the pacing and the, like, really- the ki-
0: The kind of old-school dialogue between people. Yeah. You know, it's not... It, people speak to each other in very, like, um, they say... They don't go overboard with what they're saying. They say just enough <laughs> to, to make the plot convey... And then they move on, like
1: we move on to dinosaurs eating people.
0: Yeah, but the, you know that whole whole beginning part where they get into where the where she's you meet her at work, and then she goes to find him, and then they get on the plane. All that part there it reminded me of Indiana Jones.
1: Yeah, let's address this though, real quick. Uh, I fucking hated that first part because it's like let's introduce the most obnoxious, oh, expendable wait. little cast of. She's the expert on the animals. She's a paleo... Ventriloquist? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Veterinarian. <laughs> and he's like the IT guy. And they're so fucking annoying. They're like the most obnoxious characters that in the beginning of a horror movie, you're like, please stab them first.
0: Let me throw in something here. Do you remember yeah. the movie Rampage? Or did you forget already?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same. <laughs> at least these guys hung around throughout. the whole. Yeah. That one... Just they got they didn't kill them. You know they what just, I was
0: thinking when I was watching it. I was thinking in Rampage. I just explained. There's two characters at the beginning who you they're they kind of these laboratory people who are you know youngsters who are, who are clever. And you're like, oh, well, these are going to be the Rock's counterparts in this movie. And then you don't see them nope, again.
1: Nope, they just disappeared and they were obnoxious and I hated them. Yeah. And the same is as, as in this one. And like, when it
0: introduced both of them in this movie, I was like, are they the same actors as was was in Rampage? They just seem the same. Like, it's like a stereotype. Millennial, um, I don't know. Yeah. They both. Smart ass and one's too chicken shit and one's trying to be
1: tough. And it's like these very two dimensional, which is, you know, you got to be brief, I guess, but ugh.
0: Yeah. Now, did you grow to love them better? No, Mm-mm.
1: I wasn't. I wouldn't have had a problem if one of them got chomped. No. No.
0: But I do agree with you. That scene where you see Claire in her workplace was—I was like, "Oh, really? What is this?" Movie? Yeah. Like it didn't even need that scene. I would have rather they just cut straight to her going to find him. And you know, he's building his house. Uh, a question I have about this movie. Claire had a nephew and niece in the first movie. They were she was looking after mm-hmm. them in the park. Where did they go? Well, they
1: were just visiting, and they were traumatized. Maybe yeah. they got eaten. are they in a
0: mental institution? It's
1: three years <laughs> later. Maybe they just aren't interested. In the third know?
0: movie, they're going to turn up as adults, right? Probably, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was wondering about them the entire. I was thinking, well, Claire's going to mention them at some point, isn't she? She's going to say something, but nope, she never did. So um, I've. F- Anything we've missed from the plot of the movie? Anything yeah. you love specifically? What about the CGI? Did you like it?
1: It was fine. I said the dinosaurs look better and better all the time, but at some point, you know, your brain, because I've never seen one, I'm okay with them the way they are. There were a couple of ragdoll moments, but I can accept that.
0: You know the the sequence on the island at the beginning when, the, when you see Chris Pratt come running, he's running, and they're all running after him, and then they're all running. Did you think that looked kind of like yeah the volcano
1: again well my you asked me for my favorite part least parts were those people and the volcano the idea that a volcano is gonna kill a whole island yeah i'm not a geologist but i don't think that's accurate unless the island was so tiny and it wasn't it was humongous
0: but i said to you visually amazing it just looks cool a volcano right (laughs) it did yeah yeah um the thing I had a problem with in that whole sequence, and I loved the sequence, I loved how he, when he started to run and then they all started to run and then they got in the ball and then they're driving the ball and then the dinosaurs are all coming and then they drive the ball off the cliff into the water and then the camera stays with it like it's still one shot. And then you see them in the ball and then there's the whole escape sequence in the ball. I really like that. But I had a problem with it again. <laughs> uh, this is nitpicking, but... Those balls are like super secure. Remember in the in the first one they said like if you oh, you're all right even if one of those balls breaks down a dinosaur can't break it. Well, the ball yeah it, they get in the ball and they're fine, but then Chris Pratt opens the ball with a knife like a Swiss army <laughs> knife. <laughs> he just breaks the ball. So Don't talk about the flaws. You know what I'm saying though? In F-Y- the first in-
1: FYI she puts the lotion in the bed with the lotion in the basket. That's the guy.
0: How is it? Ted Levine. So the ball thing.
1: Then we get to the cast, just In the first
0: me. movie, they did say that that ball, they made a point that that is the thing. If you're in the ball and you're a visitor to the park, there is no danger to you ever. Not even from the T-Rex because they can't do anything. But some with
1: guy them. with a knife, he can get right in. Yeah. Underwater exactly. while everyone's all stressed out and a volcano is burning holes in yeah. it.
0: I mean, he did shoot it twice. <laughs> When and a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I liked, I really like that sequence. I even liked the part where she, when they're driving the truck up to the boat and they jump onto the boat. That's pretty cool, you know? So it is action-packed. I gotta give it that. Absolutely. It's definitely a good time at the movies. Um, one thing I felt short-changed on a little bit was the score. Um, the Jurassic Park score that I sang very nicely for you all at the beginning... It's only used in the end credits. Like during the movie, it kind of almost goes into it, but never does like, cause the movie's darker than it never does. The happy, da, 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 da. it kind of plays a little bit of it, then goes into some darker sounding music. So I was always like, Oh, they're going to play the Jurassic music. Oh no, they don't. So they play it in the end credits, but what's a Jurassic park or <laughs> world movie without that music? What do you... Th- oh, let's move on to the cast, because I've got some things to say about the cast. Chris Pratt plays Owen Grady. How do you feel about Chris Pratt as a leading man?
1: Um, I like him, but I'm also neutral.
0: Do you feel like he's he's the same, isn't he? Yes. Star-Lord is this guy, and Correct. vice versa, right?
1: Absolutely, 100%. He is the same cheeky action hero man, Yeah. and there's no depth at all. I mean... And That's fine. Again, it's a it's a it's a you know big action movie. We don't need a deep guy, but eh.
0: I think there's depth to Guardians of the Galaxy because they do delve into him a little bit. True, but in this, um, the writing doesn't really give us anything really apart from he's kind of done with dinosauring and he just wants to build a house and live in peace, and that's all we really get right near the beginning, and then the rest of it, he's just action hero again. Um, but I do find him charming, and I do find him funny. There are some funny lines between him and Claire uh, that I thought were genuinely funny. Bryce Dallas Howard plays Claire Daring. What do you think of Bryce?
1: Um, I'm kind of... Uh, I feel like sometimes she's a little too stagey for me.
0: She is very stagey.
1: A- and she's she brings some affectations of what you would learn as a trained child actor person ironic i know she does a lot is... of
0: that gasping and looking at the camera
1: and just a little bit theatrical maybe she is a screen or uh, a stage person and that carries on a little bit but in between those times i like her a lot
0: yeah she is we don't see her in a lot of things really but i would recommend to you that netflix um black mirror episode
1: mm-hmm. she was
0: excellent in yeah that. very good um, I think that's the best thing, but that scenery. put
1: to use her sort of like because it was a fake kind of a world and a very like a
0: prissy kind of,
1: yeah, but it was made to be like you are always acting and performing, and so that kind of fit her style,
0: yeah, so I do like her, but it's very specific what she does. It's not super dramatic, but it's more it's like a damsel in distress a little bit a lot, a lot of the time, yeah. From the old type of movies? There's
1: not a lot of toughness or, you know, strength that comes through to me.
0: Now, when we mentioned these two characters we didn't like earlier, they're played by Justice Smith, he plays Franklin, and Daniela Pineda plays Zia, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The the girl, I kind of liked more when, because she actually, well, they did it with both of them, really. Like, it's just so, like... You know, the kid's a hacker. Yeah. He's
1: not a hacker. He's an IT guy.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, he gets into the, do- the doors and he plugs his laptop Well, remember, the they've thing.
1: been studying it as well. This yeah. is, that's why I could kind of get over it, because they're act- they are activists to keep the dinosaurs alive. See, we start with a scene where Jeff Goldblum is going to the Senate or whatever to oh. get funding to put to ward doing something to remove the animals from this island that's about to blow up, and then to decide, let them go extinct again or not. Now, we have then in society whole groups of people, of course, activists, animal rights people. We see little tiny news clips of everyone. And now this group that she comes into, they're trying to save them. So one is a paleo... I keep wanting to say a ventriloquist. That's not...
0: You can call them that. paleo...
1: (laughs) 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 veterinarian. And she's like, yeah, that's a real thing. Okay, whatever. And then the IT guy who's part of the cause. So basically they've been studying everything for three years. So I gave them a pass on being able to understand how to get into the place, understand the systems. I gave them that one little thing.
0: Yeah. But I started to like her a bit better when she was looking after the dinosaur in the back of the truck. Yeah. I felt the compassion and all that, so... And but kid- you just
1: put on that note, that tough stuff, just a little too much.
0: Yeah. Me. It was very written. Both of them were very, like, plot-driven. Like, we just need these two characters to make the plot interesting. And it's something I don't ever think you need those characters. They're just, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't write those characters into my movie. It would just be the two leads. <laughs>
1: oh, really, have you ever written a movie?
0: No, but if I was writing <laughs> a movie, I would not put the Hacker Kid and the other the girl, you know, to have it's almost like they want to have some actors of that age to appeal to somebody else. Yeah, uh, and it's that's why they're written in there. You can kind of see the hole where they put them in. So, sorry, you two. <laughs> <laughs> Rafe Spall plays <laughs> Eli Mills, and you could say he's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> um I only realized today that Rafe Spall was Timothy Spall's son. I had no idea, and I was looking at Rafe Spall, and I was like, uh, "Who is that guy?" And then I looked, I was like, "Oh, do, do Americans know who he is?" Timothy Spall. Alfred the that. I thought Pets, it was Timothy Harry Potter.
1: Spalding.
0: No, Spall. Okay. S P A L L. Spalding's okay. like some uh, basketball.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: <laughs> um, no, Timothy Spall is the, you know you'll you'll have seen him in many things, including Harry Potter. And what did you mention earlier? That Last was Samurai. In- the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, yeah. Um, but Race, Raceball, who is his son, I actually liked him because he played, you know, this really stereotypical villain that these yep. movies actually have to Same have. Same as
1: the brother in that thing we just watched recently. Yeah. King it's, Kong? Yeah. It's, no, the Rampage, the one you mentioned. Rampage,
0: yes. It's so stereotypical, and it's like cardboard cutout of a baddie. There's not really much to him at all. He wears a suit, and he is bad. <laughs> but I think he did it well, and um, he, what happened to him, I really liked. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, yeah, you know.
0: Toby Jones plays Mr. Eversol. Toby Jones will be forever cast as a bad guy, won't he? Because he's just got that, you know, Mr. Wayward Pines.
1: Um, he was not bad in something we watched, and in fact, in in Wayward Pines, he had the he had good intentions yeah, to start
0: with. Ultimately, he's- it was not. yeah, uh, and also in Agents of Shield, he wasn't very good at all. I didn't watch that one, so he we're gonna like a Nazi spoiler. <laughs> but um, that guy has got a certain look about him that makes you think bad guy, and in this, pretty much a bad guy, right? Uh yeah. Uh, well, greed. I don't know. Yeah some, yeah, some people say
1: he's just a capitalist, corporate. He just is a capitalist. Give him a break. <laughs> What's Rick Abbott on the world? Never mind.
0: Now, they did make a big deal with this movie about saying that Jeff Goldblum will be back in Jurassic Park, you know, 25 years later, and he's going to be a big deal. He's going to be in the movie. And he is in the movie. He starts, he opens the movie, and he ends the movie. But I would say it's three minutes of screen time, right? If. If that. He does give a good speech, and he does get to say welcome to Jurassic World, which does harken back to the original. I liked that. But blink and you blink and you miss him, right? He's, yeah, and
1: it was really unimportant. He I mean, also
0: he also said it's too that, dramatic. Yeah, in an interview I just read with him, he said um, they basically just wrote some Jeff Goldblum dialogue, and I just said it. Yeah, that's <laughs> not right. That sounds right. And he didn't seem like super enthusiastic about it. He's just like, "Yep, you know, I delivered a Jeff Goldblum for them, and that's what I did." And finally, B.D. Wong, who's been in. A few of the uh, Jurassic Park. I movies. thought
1: so. I thought he's always been the guy, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, he's always been that guy, Doctor Wu. That guy. Yeah, he was in the originals, and he was in the last Jurassic World. Um, what do you think of Doctor Wu? Uh, neutral. Again, very Super- stereotypical, very yeah. cardboard cutout. They all are, right? It's it's that that's how these movies are. They Shall we
1: go back to my earlier point? <laughs> because it's just dinosaurs eating and chasing people.
0: Yeah, well these these the Jurassic World Jurassic Park franchise does harken back to like movies from the 50s with monsters which back then were men dressed as dinosaurs running about. <laughs> it's based on that stuff, just modern and technological version of that. So that's why the characters are wrote that way, I think, and it works in that in that Indiana Jones kind of way. It's really basic you're going to have some action. It'll be funny sometimes. I feel like I need to
1: watch two episodes of Ozark now to kind yeah. of up my, you know, brain level a little bit more. Yeah,
0: like the drama. Because <laughs> there's not much drama here. It's action. And if, if you... Which is fun. Yeah, I think so too. I think... I don't feel like I was shortchanged. I feel like I saw a really cool action movie. It was high budget. The stakes were high. Um, the ending was not typical. I was like, "Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Like, it could have been, you know. I'm not saying this is the Empire Strikes Back of the Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of is. So, I enjoyed it overall. Um, directed by J.A. Bayona. Now, I didn't know this director at all, but he made a movie called A Monster Calls. We saw the trailer for it, we didn't see the movie. Do you remember? Like, a trailer about a monster and... No. It was like giant and it comes into a house and there's a kid, but we didn't watch the movie. We just saw the trailer. Mm-mm. It's kind of like where the wild things are, it seemed like, but with a big like monster that looked like a tree. I didn't see the movie, so I can't comment, but J.A. Bayona, this, um, Colin Trevorrow directed the first one, but this one didn't fit. It, it felt different to it in, not in the way it is looks, in the way it was written. This one felt like an old George Lucas movie. That it really first did, one yeah. That first one didn't. It felt more modern and, you know, typical. But this one, it felt like they, they were trying to... pulled it back to, a bit. Yeah. And I don't think the director's responsible. I mean, the way it looks, they both kind of look the same. Which is good, because you want don't want a trilogy of films to all look, all be a totally different thing. It needs to continue. But, um, you know, I can't really comment on the director. I agree. It's one of those movies where it doesn't matter who directed it. I mean, that's dismissive, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Very dismissive. All right, so... um, But understandable. There are a lot of extras on this uh, disc. Um, There's Chris Pratt's Jurassic Journals, and there's lots of stuff where Chris Pratt takes you around the set.
1: See, that's who he is. Yes. And then these movies are sort of, like, just part of his personality.
0: Yeah, because he came from, like parks and recreation on tv which is like a you know it was like it's like the office but a different scenario so that's where he's from like he's a you comedian. mean it's
1: a, a documentary in an office
0: it's a documentary <laughs> in a parks and rec office yes. yeah so it's yes. just like the But office. It, you know when the office finished parks and recreation started it was pretty much the thing that took over from it
1: We're being very dismissive again because we don't watch it. So
0: someone might say that's my favorite
1: show ever.
0: Yeah, you know, on our like antenna TV, I've seen it on there a few times and I've seen Chris Pratt being funny on it. Um, so there are extras. High praise indeed. There are Rooftop Showdown, Monster in the Mansion, Birth of the Indoraptor, Kingdom Evolves, Onset with Chris and Bryce, Start the Bidding, Death by Dino, Malcolm's Return, and much more. Um, there's a lot on there. If you're a fan, there's no commentary with this director, which is disappointing. But Sidhar doesn't care about that. No. <clears throat> so Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I really had a good time with it. Yeah. It's definitely better than the original one from a couple of years ago. I feel like the third one will be the one that tops it because it, they do set it up to be an awesome movie. That third one. Maybe they'll mess it up and it'll all just take place in one house. <laughs> If they do that for the third movie, then that's a mistake, right? Because they, they open in up. At somebody's the yard. Yeah, at the end of the movie, they're like, hey, look, the whole world. Then if the if it all takes place in like a <laughs> house in LA, it'd <laughs> be like, oh, come on.
1: Well, they were showed as Vegas, so I feel like we're going to Vegas. Yeah, probably,
0: yeah. Now it would be cool to see Vegas get ruined by dinosaurs. So I'm enjoy I enjoy that. I enjoy. like Vegas. Don't knock Vegas. Uh, Well, I'm not saying... I'm just, in general, it looks cool. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it'd be cool to watch all the cool Mm. things fall over. Okay. Don't be snarking, Vegas. All right, so uh, thanks to Universal for sending us the review disc. Next week's review is a movie... I've never heard of this one. I've heard... Not heard much about it. It's called Solo, A Star Wars Story. (laughs) Know nothing about it. Um... Star Wars. Something to do with Star Wars. We'll watch that next week. Sid Talk's a big fan, I think. Of Solo? Of Star Wars. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, you know, in this house, there's two things. There's Star Wars, which is cute. And then there's Star Trek,
0: which is superior. I think there's more Star <laughs> Wars things. Oh, yeah. I slip
1: that one right by you. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. but in this house, in this marriage... Star Trek just edges it out just a bit. It's not true. Even if we just if we could just add up the hours of Star Trek available, then you kick your ass right right there. Probably, unless you count all the books, which we don't.
0: But don't forget, there's going to be a Star Wars TV show soon, and then maybe we'll catch up.
1: <laughs> well, it'll <laughs> take you thirty years, but okay, <laughs> we'll see in thirty years.
0: Uh, talking of uh, Star Trek, um, Mr. Picard is coming back in his own show.
1: In a Star Trek show?
0: Yep. Fantastic. It's all about him.
1: I mean, I don't know
0: if that's fantastic. It's coming. We'll see. He um, he announced I'm it. I'm not that
1: kind of fan where I just yeah. am like blinded by whatever you're gonna give me. I'll take it. I'm not like that. I am more. Um, I like it for what it is, and I'll just take it. I'm I'm happy if it's done, and I'll just rewatch everything that's out there. But I don't crave more.
0: I watched the Comic Con panel thing and. He, uh, Patrick Stewart comes out to the mic and he and he stands there and he says, uh, "Jean Luc Picard will be back in his own Star Trek TV show," and everybody's just they're just flipping out like <laughs> the whole audience. I think it lasted for about three minutes. Them just yelling at him like, ah!
1: "I mean, Jean Luc so Picard man." I think that
0: I think he is. Although
1: uh, I like Janeway, even though I don't know if I like Janeway the actress lady as much, right? But I love Janeway the character. Yeah, it's... She's my... Well, I I like Enterprise guy, too.
0: I think Jean-Luc is um, a a favourite, though, isn't he? A fan favourite, for sure.
1: Well, he's Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. I mean, Jesus.
0: And who'd have thought he would be back in a Star Trek show? I thought that was over and done with a long time ago. (laughs) But, yeah, it's coming. So, um, next week, Solo, a Star Wars story. Movie recommendations. I am going with Jurassic Park, the original. It is the best, still. And... Kong Skull Island, which I really enjoyed from last year. Another big monster movie. And I really liked the way that one was done. It was like a Vietnam movie, almost, the way they kind of portrayed it. But with the biggest King Kong you've ever seen running about this island. So uh, the the reason I recommend that is the island sequences in this reminded me of it. You know, just pure CG craziness. So that's it. Kong Skull Island and Jurassic Park. Yours are?
1: Mine are? A little off the wall here. But I'm trying to think of things that I've seen in the past that are kind of obscure that I don't fully remember, but being like, Whoa, that was cool. Bubba Hotep It's the top of that list for some reason.
0: That's yeah. It's that your is, guy. Uh, it's your Bruce Bruce Campbell.
1: Bruce Campbell guy. And the new show that I just finished watching, Disenchantment from Netflix. Yeah. By Matt Groan Groning. Groaning. Groanig. Groaning.
0: Groaning. Yeah, Mm -hmm. whatever.
1: The Simpsons guy. And Futurama. And and what happened to me last week? One day I woke up. I was sick. I mean, I was sick. Hot, cold. Wanted to throw up. Couldn't move off the couch. I mean, it was that kind of day where I'm wrapped in a blanket, burning hot, freezing cold. You brought me water, and I was like, oh, that's going to make me throw up. And then I'm like, I just want a peach to eat. (laughs) I don't even want a hot tea. I mean, I felt shitty, so I thought... You know, I could use up some Star Trek. I could use up some Cheers. I've got all of Cheers, but then I was like, "Well, disenchantment's right there. I've got it's right there. It's all there to watch." I've got Netflix, and I watched it all, and it was really funny.
0: I really enjoyed it. Would you watch another season of it?
1: I would. Yeah, I'd okay. be interested to see what happens.
0: I believe he's doing one. So lucky for you.
1: Yeah. Well, I have to get sick because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Things are different when you're sick. That's just the truth.
0: On the subject of Netflix, how good is Ozark? Uh,
1: uh, 12 out of 10?
0: It's very, very good, right? Yeah. Um, we watched the first season of Ozark last year when it came out, and we're watching the new season, and holy crap, is that a good show? It <laughs> yes. is. It's like riveting or something, and each episode lasts an hour, and when it's over, I feel like it was about five minutes or ten minutes. Like, it, it, just, it Yeah, you're just like, oh. Yeah, like it just flies by, it's so... There's not never a dull moment. There's always something, like, really exciting happening. It's, um, you know, you could say it's similar to Breaking Bad because it kind of is, but... I disagree. I think Jason Bateman, who you normally associate with comedy or, like, sarcastic comedy stuff, he's, like, super dark in this. He's not really funny at all, is he? Like, he's never really been funny. No, he's stressed. He's very stressed. <laughs> he's highly
1: stressed <laughs> out, and he's, he's like... It's like on a slow burn, I think. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like he, he doesn't ever really snap, but I feel like he might at some point, but... That would be the best. He's just very controlled and very... It's dark. This This show is dark to look at because yeah. they film it very it's- dark. And it's also so dark. The subject matter is insane. Like, it's it gets really crazy. This second season, even more so than the first one. So uh, I recommend Ozark.
1: Definitely. Yeah. You added them on there.
0: Yeah. So um Ace Gully stuff, I've been playing a game this week. It's called Spider Man. Little,
1: little Little Tiny Movie. Or Little Tiny Game. Yeah,
0: Marvel Spider Man. You might have heard it. Heard of it. It's on the PlayStation 4. It's an exclusive to the PlayStation 4. And I have played all of the Spider Man games. As you know, you've seen me play Spider Man games. I can honestly say this is the best Spider Man game they have ever made.
1: Definitively. Um,
0: yeah, I've, I've not played it all yet, but from what I've played, maybe 10 hours, it is the best Spider-Man game I've ever played. Be, I've ever played because they kind of came at it in a different way, that it's not the origin story of Spider-Man. We don't need that again. We've, we all know what happened. You got bit by a spider, blah, 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 right? It's, he's been Spider-Man... It's very for, presumptuous
1: of you, but okay.
0: Well, he's been Spider-Man for a few years, maybe... Five years. And he's had his relationship with MJ and they've split up. Thank God. And it's Peter. He's left college. He's got his degree and he is working for Dr. Octavia. Um, who You might know, turns into a baddie eventually. But he's, you know, he's a good guy at this point. And he's working for him in his laboratory. And he's also being Spider-Man, like, on the off time. <laughs> so... He's, he's also up
1: himself.
0: He's also in like. It it, go, it delves into Peter Parker's daily life quite a bit. And there are scenes where you're just Peter Parker and you've not got the powers and you're wandering around and you're talking. You know, you're going to visit Aunt May because you've not seen her for a while. And you go on a dinner date with MJ to try and kind of get your relationship back. And there's. He's also kind of irresponsible a little bit, Peter. He's not paid his rent, and, you know, there's an eviction on the horizon. So, I don't think any other Spider-Man gamers, like, covered that. They're, like, two-dimensional, generally. It's Spider-Man. You know Spider-Man. There he is in his suit. Fight all the baddies. This is, like, no, we're taking this more like Marvel would do with the movie, or the Netflix show, and we're actually giving you, like, a really detailed story that's in between all the boss missions and stuff. You know, you do fight. It's no, the opening sequence, you actually fight the Kingpin, Mr. Fisk. So there are callbacks to the movies. You know, the Avengers tower is in the New York that they built. I have found Jessica Jones office. I found the Wakandan embassy. You know, if you're a Marvel fan, as you're going around, it's like, oh, wow, I wonder if that's there. And it is there. You know, the, it's all built in. There's a cool cameo by Mr. Stan Lee, as they would do in all the movies. and Now they're doing them in the video games. And it just plays really well. It's The swinging mechanic is really cool when you're swinging through the city. There's collectibles to find everywhere. Like, Peter's left a bunch of backpacks webbed up all over the city like he did it because he had nowhere to keep all this stuff so he webbed it to like really high places in the city and when you go and collect all that it's like secret stuff and it tells you the story of what he's been up to because he'll be like well here's the horn from Rhino remember when I when I fought Rhino like I just kept his horn as a souvenir and I used it to analyze what he what his horn was made of so it all gives you this backstory and it makes the game more cool to play because it's not just hey Here's level one, you fight, you know, the Kingpin. Here's level two, you fight the Green Goblin. It's not like that. It's like you're actually playing through Peter's life. So, it's Spider-Man. It is so big this game, Spider-Man. I don't think Sony knew exactly what they had. But you know God of War that came out earlier this year, Sid Talk. Which was that little one, yeah. Yeah, which was awesome, right? And it sold some it's a brilliant video game, that, and it sold so many copies. Sony were just like, wow, we didn't think God of War would sell this many. It's crazy. Spider-Man beat what that sold in the first day. So, the power of Marvel and the power of Sony getting a exclusive game for their console. It must just be selling PS4s through the roof now. So, well done Sony. You made a really awesome game. Good job,
1: Spider-Man massive game. corporation. We're very proud of you.
0: Marvel, Sony. Oh, I forgot to mention it's made by Insomniac Games which is a Sony first-party studio. They're the guys who made Infamous. And uh, they are an awesome studio. And I'm glad... Infamous was a superhero game, but it was their own superhero. They didn't have a license. It was just a guy they made up. And when I, whenever I played Infamous and Infamous 2, I was always think I was like, oh, I wish this was like a Marvel superhero because the game's so cool to play. It'd be cool to like have a Marvel superhero. They finally got to do that. <laughs> so... They made Spider-Man. And I'm hoping this is the beginning of Insomniac making more Marvel games, because I would like to see a game in this style with all the characters. I'd like to see Iron Man and the Hulk, you know? And eventually it could be like an Avengers scenario where everybody's in the game. So that's Spider-Man. It's uh, You need to go and buy a PS4 if you want to play it. No other way to play it. Uh, also, the Forza Horizon 4 demo came out this morning... And I did play it on the PC, and I want to say it is awesome. Again, uh, Forza Horizon—it's the best of the Forza series for me. Um, this time, it's in the UK. It's kind of the whole map is like Scotland, England, Ireland, Wales—bits and pieces of all of it—and it looks beautiful. You even saw it right this morning. Mm-hmm. It's got the cool Forza music that you all know, like
1: immediately can tell, yeah.
0: Yeah, drum and bass and uh, house music, all the latest stuff. Uh, This is just the demo. I can say it looks amazing. Um, It runs much better than the last one did. It's, like, really silky smooth and no stuttering. I was impressed. And on Friday this week, which hasn't actually come yet while we're recording this podcast, the new Tomb Raider game comes out. It's a crazy week for games. Tomb Raider... Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the third in the trilogy, so we'll get to see the end of Lara's origin story. I love the Tomb Raider games. Exciting. I can't wait for it. So, um, that's what I've been playing this week. What's for dinner, Tuck?
1: Tonight is going to be a rerun of last night's dinner, but homemade. Oh. We're vegetarians, so we tell you what we eat because vegetarians don't, like, really suffer any lack of food of any kind, um... Kentucky chicken, chicken is chicken. We're not vegan. We're not animal rights activists. We More don't power eat chicken. To them, we don't eat chicken. We don't eat. We're not like you know. Uh, we don't boycott. Oh my God, that's a sore subject this week. We don't boycott like a store because they sell meat or a place. We get it. Some people do. We don't. We just don't eat the meat part anymore, or meat juices, or meat whatever's. But we're not vegan.
0: Yeah, I'm we sure someday we thing. might
1: we might move into that realm someday. But it's quite difficult. It's been ten years, two thousand eight.
0: We haven't had meat for ten years. Pretty good,
1: correct? And so, but Kentucky fried chicken has mashed potato and coleslaw and green beans and biscuits that don't have meat in them, obviously or juices. We've I've looked it up. I mean, I'm pretty confident. So we had that. It was delicious, fantastic. You had a veggie burger with yours tonight. I'm making homemade coleslaw. Homemade? Well, not homemade the salad, the dressing is out of a bottle. (laughs) The mashed potatoes are microwave mashed potatoes. The green beans are canned green beans. And you're going to have a veggie burger.
0: I also said to you last night when I was eating some KFC coleslaw, I was like, I like the coleslaw you make better.
1: I mean, my homemade is better, better, but I don't really take the time to do it. So I have a bottle of it, but yeah, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So that's what's for dinner.
0: Siddha, what is your advice?
1: I didn't really fill in any advice. Colon. Um, It's a colon. Get your colon checked. (laughs) I haven't done that yet, right? (laughs) Um, What's my advice? With this whole photography thing, learning photography, I have mentioned that to a couple people. Like, I've gone into a couple of camera shops. Like, just two, I think. Total. One actual camera shop, and then, like, when you go to the camera section of, like, Best Buy or something, and say, well, I'm just kind of learning on YouTube, and they look at you like, (laughs) that's cute. You know, especially in the camera shop. Yeah. I think I was talking to like a photography major guy who looked like he's about 24. Really, you know, super nerdy about it, which is awesome. But when I say, yeah, I'm just kind of learning, you know, on my own and learning from YouTube. And it was like he was patting me on the head with his eyeballs.
0: (laughs) Sounds really gross. Yeah, it does sound weird.
1: (laughs) But I guess my advice is if you want to learn something new, like a skill, I've learned a little bit about gardening in the last few years. I've learned a little bit about sewing in the last few years. I'm learning about photography now. I'm not claiming to be a photographer. I'm claiming to know more of the foundation of photography. How to use and shape light. How to use the camera settings, which I don't know if that counts as photography, but it is the tool that you use. How to understand all the art side, which I think I've got that already because I've done that my whole life. You know, composition and Um, well, that composition, how to make a nice picture, and then all the technical stuff about light. This is what I've learned a lot about, and you can just learn it. Now, I don't know if that would go across anything. Like, I don't know if you can learn nuclear science just by picking up, well, you go to the library and pick up books, I suppose. Because where do they learn it? Yeah. Right? It's repetition and being in the world of it, but you could learn anything, I think. So that's my advice. If you want to learn something... Like photography, gardening. You learned how to set up Linux recently, which I, was like you had never done it I before. I did. Like,
0: I set up a whole Linux server.
1: And what did you use? The internet.
0: Yeah. I didn't you know? really use YouTube. I used, like, uh, text. I just read a load. a load Right. It. But, yeah, I learned it within a day. <laughs>
1: I just don't... I think people lack confidence because when I say people, I'm trying to learn this, and then they'll look at a couple pictures I've taken, which are just... Totally like snapshots, but with that little bit difference because my camera, the tool that I use has a little more tricks up its sleeve and they're like, oh my God, I could never do that. And you're like, of course you can. Here, try it. No, no, no. I don't. I could never learn that. I could never understand that. And I just think, yeah, you probably can. Why do people have that lack of confidence?
0: Mm. Fear of failure?
1: Don't be afraid of failure. Just do it. Just learn it. That's my advice.
0: All right, so uh, you can catch us on Ascully.com and Siddharth.com. Catch this podcast. Well, you can also catch us on Twitter and Facebook. Get this podcast on the Google Play Store, the iTunes Music Store. You can just go to Ascully.com and click on the podcast, and you can subscribe there. We're also on YouTube, and we're on Amazon devices. Just say your Amazon word to wake it up, and then say... Listen to After the Show movie podcast on TuneIn. It will play you the latest episode. Email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. At do email Sid Talk. She really <laughs> would rather not be bothered with any of you. And um, finally, stay classy, Mr. Jurassic Park, Chris Pratt.
1: I was going to say, who's Mr. Jurassic Park? And very I'm classy say, and very funny. I'm going to say, think for yourself or somebody will do it for you.